0: And hello, and welcome everybody to episode number eight of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. I am your host Pedro, along with the beautiful Miss Tink. Hi. So it is the end of September, the last show in September. So we decided that uh, we should close out this month talking about consent, since it is National Consent Month. That it is. So. That being said, we are going to try to cover uh, a bunch of topics um, regarding consent in the swing lifestyle, the polyamorous lifestyles, and of course the kink and BDSM lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Because even though it's all very similar, there are some differences that uh, may come into play depending on which lifestyle you partake in. So let's talk about swing first. When it comes to consent, Tink, what do you think is like one of the biggest no-nos that people do that they aren't even aware that they do?
1: Um, I'm going to assume that probably the one that people don't really think about is where they physically touch somebody. And they don't realize that it could potentially come across as a non-consensual thing because some people are perfectly okay with it. They kind of dismiss it or, you know, they kind of flirt back with that or other people are not so keen on that. And that kind of like makes them freeze internally.
0: Right. So especially you as a woman Mm -hmm. in the lifestyle, um, you know, I'm sure you've had people come up at a party and put their hand on your back or you know um, yeah or like especially females do this to other females they'll get very uh touchy
1: we are very handsy i'm not gonna lie but i almost feel like us girls are like an exception to that rule because like we may be a little like You know, we might bump hips into each other or we might brush into each other or we might smack each other on the ass without, like, even thinking twice about it.
0: Right. But that shouldn't happen, though.
1: I mean, I guess when you think of the being consensual aspect, then no, it really shouldn't. But it just seems to be something that us females do to each other automatically. And we don't even really think twice.
0: Right. But, you know, not everybody is there to be touched whether it's from a female or not so
1: this is is true and it's it's, a lot of things that we don't really think about or i even personally don't think about but i don't typically myself get like touchy feely with a girl that i just met unless what i'm throwing towards them and like what i'm putting down they're giving me back so that kind of gives me like a green light of like okay i can go a step further
0: right so i mean and that's understandable, but I see it all the time, just being a guy and looking, you know, at the room. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just see people breaking consent, like, all over the place. And a lot of people don't say anything because they don't want to cause a scene.
1: That That's probably really true.
0: But I feel like, you know, you should say something. You should speak up and say, you know, excuse me, please... Don't touch me without asking first or, you know, especially when it comes to dancing.
1: Mm -hmm. And I've I've actually witnessed that quite a few times um, where I mean from afar before like the dancing aspect i have seen where a girl had a guy come up to her and was kind of being handsy and brushing up on her and you know putting like you said like his hand on the small of her back and she would just like you could tell like her body tensed up but she did she voiced her she put out her voice to say hey um can we not do that i'm not okay with you and i don't know you and that's kind of like the big thing too is like if you don't know that person don't be going up and touching them
0: Right, and uh, I believe I remember where this was. This was at Sunny Rest, but... um, Oh, the dancing scene? Yes.
1: Oh, that was the dancing scene. I was thinking of another one. But yeah, no, the dancing scene one was... That was where a gentleman tried joining in, where we had a train of girls.
0: (laughs) Which that was, I mean, good that the one woman said something. She
1: did, because the rest of us, we were all in our own little world, and the one who was on the end that was on the receiving end... Was like, oh, hell no, not okay with this.
0: But see, here's where things get dicey, Mm -hmm. especially from a male's perspective in the lifestyle. Okay. Because, okay, so in that scenario, Mm -hmm. there was like four or five of you dancing Mm -hmm. and a guy came up and tried to get involved. Yeah. But nobody in that group thought he was attractive. No. Now. Let's say he was uh, attractive to one or more of you ladies. Does that change the consent barrier?
1: So that is definitely a tough one, um, and I think it would depend on how he carried himself. Like if he was, you know, able to, you know, be like ride that cusp line of being that flirty friend kind of thing. And wasn't, you know, trying to legit get in our pants or something while we were on the dance floor. Okay,
0: well, Let's just say he was doing the exact same thing that the guy in question was doing.
1: I think I would be a little bit like internally, I think I would be freezing, but I, I don't. Okay, but that's you. That's me. Yeah. I mean, as far as other girls, they might be more like, okay, I'm down with that. Because, yeah, I mean, the, you know, that might be something that they're more you attracted You take to. a lot
0: longer to warm up to men.
1: I do. Yeah. So... so It can't really go off of me because I'm a bad example.
0: But for the women who solely look for men, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen it a million times. They'll brush off guys that they don't find attractive. Yeah. And kind of cause a little scene, you know, about whatever was done. But then 30 minutes later, an attractive guy will come up and do the same thing or worse.
1: And they're all about it. And they're all about it. I can't say that I have not seen that um and i and maybe that is what it is where you know the first one that did it and they told him off is because they had no inclination of wanting to play so they're like go away
0: yeah and i think that's the big thing that causes the consent issues in the lifestyle it could is because uh people are not consistent
1: yeah they're all over the place with
0: you know maintaining that consent boundary yeah you know, like if you're going to stop one person mm-hmm. because you don't find them attractive, you need to stop the attractive person the same way, you know, and explain to them like, hey, please ask first or, you know, yeah, please go about it a different way. Yeah. But they don't do that.
1: No. And I wonder if they don't do that because, you know, they did get that more attractive guy and they don't want to like run him off for him to go to the next one in line.
0: Right. But... What I'm getting at is it's hard for people to complain about consent mm-hmm. in the lifestyle when they're not enforcing it equally.
1: Yeah, that does make it. it I, I, I think it's a hard thing. Um, and I mean, that's what what happens with it. Is it's, you have that personal preference that comes in and then it crosses over when it comes to trying to be, have consent with things that it gets a little dicey because you you can't stay consistent, even though you should, you know, theoretically. Um, right. But, what you prefer is what gets in the way. But then
0: you can't cause a scene when an unattractive person does it to you.
1: Okay, well, define, define what would be causing a scene, you know?
0: Well, you can't, like, be an asshole to somebody because they, you know broke consent okay like if they came up and you know started dancing with you and was trying to grind up on you and you're like hey what the fuck asshole like don't dance with me
1: yeah see I. but
0: then somebody else that you find attractive 10 minutes later comes up and does the exact same thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then you're practically fucking each other on the dance floor you can't do that
1: no no in that in that case no you obviously you can't do something like that but like for me i think if I were to like turn somebody down and have somebody else come along, like I wouldn't make a scene out of it. I mean, I would literally just be like, Hey, I'm just not comfortable with that. Right. And I would hope that that wouldn't in itself cause a scene.
0: Right. But at the same time, you know, if, if you're going to have somebody give consent, Mm -hmm. shouldn't the other person have to give consent?
1: Yes. Theoretically. Yes.
0: Okay. So, when like, across the, the board, they should. When the attractive person comes up and starts grinding on you, you should be like, you know, excuse me, like, hi, my name's Tink. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I'd prefer if you asked before you came up and danced with me.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that kind of makes me be like, thinking way back to when we were in middle school and we were at our little dances that they would have on a Friday night and you'd have like the guys that were hanging along the wall watching everybody. And the one who finally had the balls to go ask the girl, can I, can I have a dance with you? Like what happened to that? Do we not do that anymore? <laughs>
0: I mean, we should. Right. That's kind of the point of this. Well, maybe um,
1: it's uh, you know, they were nervous and unsure. And as they got older, now they're, you know, ballsy and don't give a shit.
0: Right. So, okay. In this scenario, mm-hmm. if you're at a club or hotel, take over or something on the dance floor, uh, just to be safe, everybody, the best thing to do before you start dancing with somebody mm-hmm. is, you know, say, Hey, excuse me, would you mind if I dance with you? You know? And then if they say yes, okay, good. Go ahead and dance. Yeah. But before you start getting handsy again, right. ask like, Hey, do you mind if I
1: touch you, I, I touch or, you
0: or, you know, yeah. if I do this or that? I mean, it sounds awkward, but you should want that that okay from that person before you just go and start groping on them.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, too, that I just thought of is, I mean, everybody has a past, and you don't really know what could potentially trigger them as far as, you know, they don't really know you. You come up and start dancing with them and, you know, running your hands all up and down their body and there might be a part on their body that is a no-go zone. Right. And, you know, their partner might know that but you don't and that could definitely end things very badly for that person who might have trauma for whichever scenario had occurred in their life that you just don't know because you didn't ask.
0: Right. So, I mean, and that goes for dancing mm-hmm. or e- even just um, like if you're in a playroom.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: You know, like a group playroom before you go touching or doing anything to anybody you know say hey is it okay if I do yeah. this yes I mean and if I you would think that's common sense but it's not really common sense anymore
1: well and I think when it comes to like say in the scenario of like if you were in a playroom with somebody and they want to play with you and they just come up and you know start touching you that already feels a little bit weird like I don't know if that maybe is such something people do but if I don't know you I would want you at least to give me your name and you know have a little bit of a conversation and you know then well,
0: well I'm not okay like you're taking it out of context oh I'm sorry I'm talking in a group playroom okay. where everyone in there is supposed to be playing okay but It's people that you haven't met yet. Oh, okay. You know, so like, say it's like an orgy room. Yeah, okay. You're not just going to go up and stick your dick in somebody as a guy. Yeah,
1: no, no, don't do that. (laughs) You might get your dick chopped off.
0: I mean, well, people do it. Like, people do it.
1: I'm so glad I haven't found an orgy room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, like, because some people think that just by being in the room, that's consent. Oh, and it's not.
1: I didn't even think about that. That that yeah, people would would think that way.
0: So, you know, when you're in that type of situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless it is exp- expressly, you know, known by everybody in the place that if mm-hmm. you go in this room, that's consent. Mm-hmm. You need to ask before you do anything. Yeah, that's just how it should be.
1: No, I, I, I see what you're talking about. And yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: All right. So in the swing lifestyle, basically, if somebody hasn't given you permission to, to do something, mm-hmm. don't do it. Right. If it hasn't come out of their mouth.
1: If they haven't said yes, you can. Right.
0: Don't do it. And if you'd like to do it, ask, can I do this? It's very that, simple.
1: That sounds very simple. Straightforward.
0: <laughs> it is. But you'd be surprised how many people don't do it. And that's the issue, and that's why we're talking about it so much today.
1: Yes, there's lots of it.
0: Right. So um, that pretty much covers the basics of the swing aspect. I mean, just because you could apply that to any scenario. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, in the next uh, part here where we talk about polyamory, Mm -hmm. that gets a little tricky because now you're talking about Uh, consent from people that you may not actually be involved with. Like, it may be your Meta or, you know, somebody that you are in a a parallel relationship with. So it's not necessarily directly involving you, Mm. but, you know, you may need to give consent for something or other. Okay. So, um, an example of that.
1: I was going to say, I'm going to need an example here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like my brain's so, going a hundred different directions.
0: An example would be um, when people in a polyamorous relationship decide to fluid bond, oh. which is where you pass your fluids from one person to another.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: So... If you are in a relationship already with one person, and your new relationship gets to that point, the right thing to do is to get consent from your your, your prior partner. Right. Now, do all relationships work this way in polyamory? No, but in my opinion, it should.
1: I agree. Just We've so actually that gone through this many times.
0: Yes, just so everybody involved is on the same page, Mm -hmm. and there's no surprises if, you know... Excuse me. (laughs) Dinner.
1: I was just going to say, you're loving that dinner, aren't you? (laughs) I kicked you a good one.
0: You did. (laughs) But back on topic, uh, if it keeps everybody... On the same page as far as, you know, knowing that, hey, the risk of sharing an STD is going up. Mm -hmm. Uh, If both people can still have babies, the risk of pregnancy goes up.
1: Yeah, I think that was always a big one.
0: Yes, that was one of your big issues. Yes. But never happened.
1: Thank goodness. Yeah. And now it won't. Nope. (laughs) Because... Factory shut down.
0: Daddy got the snip, (laughs) which I'm enjoying. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, in my opinion, the right thing to do to get your consent to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a yes or no type thing. It's more of a like, hey, now we're all on the same page.
1: Right.
0: So if something were to happen.
1: We all know. It, because, where it came from. Yeah. It's not going to be like a major surprise because we're like, well, we already knew that chance could potentially happen. We don't want it to, but it could.
0: Right. And um, a- another form of consent that you might need in uh, polyamory is, uh, say, for time.
1: Oh, yeah. To Sharing time. time. Yep. Because you have to kind of designate, especially if you have more than two people so if we're not in like a triad and you're in a quad that could make things a little bit tricky between juggling schedules and when you want to be able to spend time with your original partner and then with your current new partner
0: right and especially during that new relationship energy phase the nre phase where you know you're really gung-ho on that new partner yeah um sometimes people forget that you know, hey, I have another partner here that could be feeling left out time-wise. You know, for for time and attention. Yeah. So, it's always good to uh, get consent that way too. Like just to say, hey, and and it's not so much a, a consent of, hey, can I get a new partner? It's no. a, hey, I just want to let you know that I have a new partner and I'm probably going to be, you know, hitting that. NRE stage here soon where I'm going to be gung-ho on this new partner Mm -hmm. and you know please be patient with me type thing right so I I think those are two of the big things as far as consent goes in polyamory
1: I think so or even I think too just the overall like if you wanted to even add more to also discuss that I mean not necessarily I guess it couldn't be I mean it could be a consent thing Um, because your time could be stretched even more and you know it could also be somebody that you're not okay with
0: well I think it also depends on the type of polyamory that you're practicing too like when it comes to that
1: right because if it's like an open yeah
0: I mean if it's just open polyamory where you can have as many partners as you want I can have as many partners as I want Mm -hmm. then nobody really cares it's more of just a hey I got a new partner just so you know yeah but like say it's like a a closed triad or or closed quad or something, Mm -hmm. and somebody's like, you know, I wanna get a new partner, then I think it's more of a consent of everybody involved saying yes or no.
1: Right, because it kinda goes back on the, you know, eventually you're going to be fluid bonding and your exposure is going to be a lot higher for STDs and pregnancy. And, you know, if everybody's not okay with that, it's not gonna be something that you're gonna wanna press
0: so that's probably the biggest things in polyamory i mean there's a million other things but we're just trying to give you examples of you know what consent looks like in these different lifestyles um and and i guess another big thing for people like us though that swing and are also polyamorous that's a consent thing because if you are in a relationship with somebody else. Right. You know.
1: Like if we had a third.
0: Right. Or if we both had girlfriends or whatever. Right. Then we would, we have, would
1: to, have to ask them like, hey. Is it okay? We have a party that we'd like yeah. to go to. Are you okay with us going? Or or hey, do you want to come with? And if there is potential for playing, would you be okay with that? Do you want to participate? Like
0: right? Because getting
1: consent to make sure that they're because okay that. Because that's
0: another whole relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a sexual relationship, it's a full-on romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. you still have to abide by all the rules set by all of your partners. Right. So if one partner, you know, like for me and you, we're okay to swing. Right. But if I'm dating another girl and she's like, yeah, I really don't want you swinging.
1: Then you wouldn't be able to. Then I can't swing. Yeah.
0: But if she's like, yeah, go ahead, go have fun. And I'm like, sweet. You know? Right. So she can either come with or or not it doesn't really matter but as long as she gives me the okay that I can play with other people you know outside of her and you Mm -hmm. then I'm good to go right so
1: that would be like a win-win deal
0: (laughs) that would be a win-win deal haven't had that yet but
1: no I I mean that's that's uh I hate to use this term but I'm gonna say that's a unicorn
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so far uh the unicorns that we have dated, or the ladies that I have dated weren't really too keen on.
1: No, they were hardly not even keen that you had me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <it> was, <laughs> that was pushing it.
1: It was, and you're just kind of like, well, she existed before, and you know, because I told you, <laughs> right. But you're kind of like, I can understand not, you know, doing the swinging thing. I get that, but
0: yeah. So maybe one day, <laughs> one day, you know. So maybe, ladies, if you're listening. um, I am available.
1: He is. (laughs) Shooting a shot. Yeah.
0: Shoot your shot. (laughs) Email me. There you go. The kitchen sink, E-N-M and kink at gmail.com. There you go. Or find me on Facebook, Pedro Martinez.
1: Good job. Yeah. You got it all.
0: (laughs) And on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. POV underscore Pedro. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Tink doesn't need any help because... She can just... Know. Yes. Don't hang out me. You can go anywhere and you can get a girlfriend, boyfriend. You could get a freaking puppy to follow you home. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, I almost got a kitty. It wasn't the right kind of kitty, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, I think we're good on those kind of kitties.
1: We don't have any of those kinds of kitties. I know.
0: That's why we're good.
1: I just need one. No. <sighs> All right. I'm going to find me a girl that's got kitties there you go (laughs) and then i'm gonna have pussy and kitty
0: yes and you can go hang out over there all the time yes sounds good to me
1: okay
0: um all right so anyway after my little tangent (laughs) kink and bdsm Mm. what does consent look like in the kink and bdsm world Tink?
1: well that also can go in a couple different directions um Now when you are getting into a BDSM scene or relationship, you would have a contract that you would be signing which is basically your consent form that what you go over with the person that you are getting into the BDSM relationship with or the scene with, you are okay with X, Y, and Z and you have your limits and you have your soft limits and that is clear to the day it's all right there written in front of you of what your consent is
0: okay now just to be clear not everybody uses a written contract
1: no I mean, okay so that's true
0: we did it just to make things crystal clear
1: and i and i like that though because there's a lot there's a, i'm not gonna lie there's a lot that goes on in the bdsm world yeah and to make things crystal clear with everything especially starting out as a new sub at the time that is was very helpful and especially too to look back on it and see where things have progressed from. But starting out just in the very beginning is my consent with you. Mm -hmm. It made sense to me of what was laid out in front of me and what I was okay with and what I was telling you I was okay with you doing to me. That's
0: correct. But I just wanted to point out that not everybody does that. So you know (laughs) for the new people listening, if they're like a contract? contract. This is, what kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> fuck! I got to go to the lawyer and get this drawn up, or what?
1: Yeah, no, you just make that shit yourself. Yeah, wing it's, it. <laughs> it's
0: not a, it's not a legal binding contract.
1: No, it's not. It, it will not it.
0: hold up in court.
1: No, they would probably be like, "What the fuck do you do?" I'd probably home?
0: take the dominant to jail. That's what would happen. <laughs> you know, because BDSM is illegal in pretty much every state still.
1: Oh well, fuck!
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Breaking the law. Good thing you only beat up my ass.
0: That they know. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so yeah, uh when it comes to like scenes, you know, like play scenes at mm-hmm. dungeons or clubs or anything like that, um one of the big complaints that we hear all the time is from unknowledgeable people trying to enter a scene that's that's happening yes and you know wanting to spank or touch or you know get involved in the scene without asking or you know anything they just barge in and like hey
1: right like they just they think that they can just join in on it because it's you know an open room or everybody's in there doing something and that is not how that works
0: no, that's how you get hurt.
1: Oh yeah, because you're gonna piss off a dominant real fast, and you're gonna find out you fucked up.
0: Yep, and uh, you're probably gonna get thrown out of the event.
1: Yep, because P- they are not okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I, I do love about the king and BDSM world.
1: They're very protective of each other.
0: Yes, the clubs and the dungeons and and all that are very strict on that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you bring it to a DM's attention, they're gonna take care of that problem and probably won't see them again, which is a good thing for everybody because uh, that's not something that belongs in that atmosphere. I mean, consent is what BDSM is all about. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, literally,
1: you cannot go forward without consent.
0: Right. So make sure that in a kink or BDSM environment, you don't, do anything without asking permission
1: right
0: you know and some people you know especially newer dominants or something may be like i don't have to ask permission i'm a dominant but no sit your uber dom ass down
1: man they need to run across some some sub or another (laughs) dominant that's gonna be like boy you just crossed the wrong person
0: (laughs) yeah because just because somebody's a submissive or a slave
1: doesn't make them yours
0: they are yeah they are not yours you know,
1: they went through all their training with somebody else who put the time in to train them the way that they needed them and that they needed to be trained.
0: Right. But the biggest thing is they did not submit to you. Right. Period.
1: There was no consent. There was no so, talking to them of like, hey, I want this with you.
0: That's the only thing that matters, you know, and when they do that shit, it pisses everybody off. Well, Yeah because you know, because it
1: it throws off the vibe with everything and you know the dominance that are there with their submissive or their slave they're also looking out for the other submissives and slaves that are around they're well, not looking at them like oh I'm gonna now try to do something no they're making sure that there isn't going to be somebody
0: who's, the real ones will anyway
1: right right the real ones they're the ones that they're sitting on the back there are even in their scene they're aware of everything Everything. They're literally like a camera that just has a 360 rotation and they will see what all is going down before you even know what happened.
0: Yeah. And this is another thing, uh, like the ladies in the swing lifestyle, mm-hmm. submissives or, uh, bottoms mm-hmm. at, at, at parties. If like, they think that they can touch and do whatever they want to other submissives, just because they're they're a sub and mm-hmm. you know you guys share that that bonding you know mm-hmm. aspect of being a sub so like if somebody comes up and starts you know up playing with your collar or something yeah no and it's like you know you ask them nicely like please do not touch mm-hmm. my collar you know without asking my dominant first blah 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 mm-hmm. and if they don't do it then of course the dominant should step in and, you know, put them in their place. Right. But it's that same aspect of in the swing world, girls think -hmm. they can do whatever they want to other girls.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And subs think they can do whatever they want to other subs. Yeah. It's that I, I don't know what that mentality is Mm because I've never experienced it, but it drives me nuts. Like from afar, I can't stand seeing that. So make sure if you're ever in a kink or BDSM environment that you ask permission before you touch, speak to, you know, do anything with a submissive there, you know?
1: Uh, I'm going to add this because you just brought this up. If you do come across a submissive or a slave that has a collar on, keep your hands to yourself. Please do not touch it don't pull on it to pull like them closer into you that is very disrespectful and you don't know what that submissive or slave went through to earn that color and it's not yours it's hers and her dominance and she belongs to her dominant and that's their bond their connection between each other and i've had it happen and it's one of those where like i pulled back and i was just kind of like thank you for looking but please don't touch anymore. And I had one other person that did it, but I let it slide with him because I knew him from years ago. And he was also really drunk. I was not. So I was like, I'm not even going to make, I'm not even going to say anything because I know he's way, way far gone. And I'm going to be the better person. Just be like, I know you wanted to see this. I know you haven't seen me in about five years. So I was like, I'll let it go. But please don't. If If you see that, just... You can admire from afar. You can let them know it's very beautiful, um, and and maybe even mention to them, you know, I know you went through a lot to be able to earn that, and that's really special, and that will mean the world.
0: Right, but you're really only going to hear that from people in that lifestyle, though. Right. I mean, people on the outside aren't going to know.
1: Unfortunately, what's no. What's involved? No.
0: But that being said. If you see a submissive, whether they're wearing a collar or not, if you know, you know, like you're at a party or a dungeon or whatever, and you see them with a dominant, you know they're a submissive, just stay away. Yeah. Like, if you would like permission to speak to them, ask their dominant or their master. Mm -hmm. Like, that's
1: common courtesy. Yes, that's how that works. That's etiquette. Yes.
0: (laughs) You know, you're not just going to walk up and carry on a conversation because chances are they won't even talk to you. Yeah. I mean, if they're that deep into the, into the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. I mean now at a swing party, you're probably not going to find that. Yeah. But if you go to a dungeon, you know, they will not, it's, it's serious business Mm -hmm. as it should be. Right. So that's where I stand on consent. I think it's super important Mm -hmm. and it's not taken seriously enough.
1: It's definitely not. And now, you know, thinking of how us girls are kind of makes me be like, shit, maybe uh, we should be a little bit more attentive to how we actually act with each other and what we're doing. Because I think it's one of those we, we're not really thinking we're just being us girls. We don't get girl action. And okay. that should be something we should think about.
0: But you girls do it to, to men, though
1: i don't but i mean there are girls that yes they're they're fondling they're brushing their hands all over their chest their arms you know and they're you know they're shooting their shot that way so yeah i mean it would be the same thing they should say hey is it okay if i touch you
0: yeah i mean i remember walking down the hallways at the ipg parties Mm -hmm. you know and i'd have on like my little undies or be naked and
1: oh they'd be touching your butt (laughs)
0: They'd be grabbing everything, well, but I couldn't tell who it was because, you know, there was 50,000 people
1: <laughs> all crammed in a hallway,
0: in a hallway. And yeah. I'm just like trying to slide through. Right. So I didn't know who it was. Yeah. But like, I remember feeling like, whoa, you know, like that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know who did that.
1: Right. Right. And it, it does. It It makes that weird internal freeze. That's the best way I can describe oh, it.
0: See, I don't feel that. Like, oh, okay. Sorry. I do. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the... The fight or flight thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I have that.
0: I just go straight to fight. Gotcha. Like, so, like, when I feel that, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You know, because I don't know. Is it a dude? <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> I Me. Mean, Speaking you... of dudes. Okay. <laughs> you were yeah. just
1: reading my mind, weren't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Speaking <laughs> of dudes and oh, consent.
1: This was a good one. At
0: what Pandora's were... Forest.
1: First time ever you've experienced this.
0: Yeah. Uh, we were talking to a couple and kind of dancing around
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, at the the club party. Yeah. And I was dancing with this guy's wife.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was dancing with all of us girls. And then she kind of like faded off into hanging out and dancing with you and grinding into you.
0: Right. And, you know, she's got my hands on her tits and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's grinding her ass into me and, you know. I'm getting a chub at this point. I'm like, all right. And I feel her reach around and she starts kind of like jerking me off a little bit. Like as we're dancing mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, you know, it's cool. 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 <laughs> and, uh, it's
1: like this is the best dance ever.
0: Then all of a sudden, like her man is kind of like off to the side of us, like kind of in front of her, but off to, off to my left. And I feel a hand, like another hand, but hers moves real quick. So it's kind of like a switch off. Oh, boy. And I was like, well, that's interesting.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and I, I'm kind of tipsy. Oh, I've been drinking it was, tequila all day. Wait, I was just
1: going to say, that was a tequila night.
0: <laughs> so there I am. I'm still grinding on this dude's wife. And I still feel a hand, you know, kind of like stroking my dick. I'm like, okay. But then I'm like, like the math is happening uh-huh. in my head.
1: The, I'm, I'm not really feeling my alcohol anymore. And now things are like not adding up.
0: Yeah. I'm like, how is that hand coming from that side? Oh God. Because I could see her hand like on your tits. Uh, and I'm like, I
1: like, she obviously doesn't have a third hand. I'm
0: like, something's very shrewy around here. <laughs> And I look down and I see the dude's arm like in between me and her ass cheeks. Oh, God. So I stepped away and I told him like, bro, like that shit ain't cool. I'm not down with that. Like I didn't want to cause a scene because it was our first night there that like for that weekend. Right. So I'm not trying to get kicked out. Mm -hmm. But I just told him like, look, man, don't ever touch me again. Me being a hothead, you know, in those situations.
1: You handled that very well.
0: You know, I I did tell him. I said, I'll break your fucking arm if you do it again. And I walked away. Yeah. So.
1: You were done for that. Oh, yeah. like (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you.
0: I left the club completely. Yes, you did. But, yeah, like, shit like that. I mean, if that would have been a more comfortable area for me, Mm -hmm. I probably would have laid him out. Yeah. Not saying it would have been... It would have been the right thing to do, right? So don't come at me with oh, you know, violence doesn't. So I, I know it doesn't, but in that situation,
1: there was one no consent. Yeah, two, you already like we knew he was bi. He also knew you were straight because right. we all discussed that. Like yeah. the girls were bi. He also happened to be bi, and we know Pedro is completely straight, and that's what was told so kind of like why did you still try <laughs> like you can't convert somebody that's not how that works
0: yeah like I'm not you know hetero flexible or whatever
1: I don't know what, what you call that but
0: they call it but
1: yeah
0: uh, you know I have no problem with bi dudes like
1: right but just respect the fact that you're not
0: right don't try to play with me right like we like, can fuck our wives right next to each other mm-hmm. like I don't care Mm-hmm. Like, I'll Eiffel Tower somebody with you. <laughs> you know, high five, bro. But the second you try to, like, sexually touch me,
1: you're done. I'm pissed. Yeah.
0: Because I don't want it. Mm-hmm. So that was that situation. And luckily, I was able to keep calm enough and just walk away.
1: Yeah, you did. You handled it very well.
0: Um. But yeah, so...
1: Please use consent. (laughs) And even when you're drunk, try to remember the best you can. We know it's hard, but definitely.
0: (laughs) All right. So I think we covered consent pretty well.
1: I think so. That
0: was like 40 minutes of.
1: That's a lot of consent right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's important.
0: It's fucking important. It really is. So now uh, we're going to start a new segment. Mm hmm. So, why don't you tell us what it is, Tink?
1: All right. So, we decided something that would be really fun would be we're blah, 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 I cannot talk again. <laughs> would be to have a segment called Tink's Toy Box. And what it would be is because, you know, I I do the OF thing, I got a shit ton of toys that I can review and see how they work for me. And if they happen to get me to O, then I'm gonna say, hey girls, you're gonna need to get this toy because it got me there and I needed it. So today I have one that I got from Amazon and it is called, this is gonna be a hard one, we're gonna have to post it on our page. It's called SphoCum Coco G-Spot Vibrator. It's like a wandy thing with almost like an alien finger. So, it's just vibration, it doesn't spin or anything like that. Um, I want to show here. It's very flexible. It's like a silicone. Show the camera. Show the camera here cuz we're going to do a little camera action with it. It's not super long. It's probably the length of my fingers to a little bit past like my hand into like my wrist area and it's literally like a pencil. Um so it is waterproof and chargeable, so that's a plus. and I just wanted to see here it has apparently it says it's eight seconds to a big O. huh Do you really think it's gonna take eight seconds? I don't know. I don't know, but it's supposed to have strong vibration, it's whisper quiet, has uh, a finger design which again, like I said, it's like a little alien finger. Why
0: don't you turn it on All up, right, yeah. up to the mic so let's, that we can
1: let's see if it's actually quiet yeah. Can we hear this? We'll see. I mean...
0: I mean, it's not super loud. It's
1: not super loud.
0: Like the mic's picking it up, but... Yeah. Like depending on where you put it. If you put it up...
1: Here we go. It's right in front where I usually talk. This is what the sound is, and let's see... Like a higher speed. Even higher speed. Oh, and this is the lower one.
0: Okay, so... It's not super loud. No, you could probably get away with it with somebody lying next to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you wanted to be like quiet with it, you totally could. And we're gonna see what this does. Maybe it'll be good, but I don't know if it's got eight seconds. We're, we'll find out.
0: Okay. We'll see. All right.
1: So I'm gonna start playing with it, and if uh,
0: well, it's a it's a G spot one, right? So it, you have to put it in.
1: Well, no, you can use it as a clit and you can use it in the G-spot. Oh, okay. So, I mean, which way do you want me to do it? Do you want me to do it both ways?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, you can do it on your clit first and then okay, if that doesn't do doesn't it... Doesn't do it? We well, actually, do. I mean, like, you should probably try it both ways. Yeah, let's try gonna... it
1: both ways because then I can tell you ladies, like, hey, yeah, this one, just use it for the clit. Or, you know what, the G-spot, it works really well on that.
0: Right, so, I gotta adjust this camera just a little bit
1: all right trying to get a good view here i mean the first the first setting isn't bad like it feels pretty good i really don't think it's going to be in eight seconds i should try each level and see if it works okay so yeah if as we're talking i all of a sudden go oh that's why <laughs> so we're going to do that now um each each episode we're going to have this segment. Oh, no, not each episode. Oh, no, just occasionally. Yeah, okay, it's
0: just gonna be occasionally.
1: All right, so I'm gonna find the good toys for it then. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: my goal is Mm -hmm. to come up with a bunch of different little segments to throw in, you know, so that we can rotate through them. That works, so it's not the same show every week. Yeah, because I think people might get bored of just the
1: same format. Just, yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, I think this, this, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm distracted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I think that it would be a good idea just to kind of give some diversity and you know, change it up a little bit. So yeah, it's not so boring or stagnant. Boring or stagnant. We don't want that. No.
0: We do not. So Alright, so that
1: was like eight seconds.
0: Eight seconds and is it not doing anything?
1: Not doing anything on eight seconds. So I'm going up to the next level.
0: Next level, okay. Yeah. Man, these toys, they're false advertising. I
1: know, right? Fucking eight seconds? What the hell?
0: I mean I, I would think the eight seconds would be more for the G spot than the clit because it would have to be pretty strong, like Hitachi strong.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think it's Hitachi strong? Fuck no. Right? No.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 for me, I'm not a girl, obviously, right. but I wouldn't say that's a clit toy.
1: Mm.
0: Like I've felt some of your clit toys and they're more powerful. Th- they're a lot more powerful than that. Yeah. So if you're interested in this toy, I wouldn't recommend it for a clit stimulation unless it's just, like, during other, like, penetration or something. Right, yeah. That's what I would say.
1: That's kind of what I've actually used it for is while, like, using a dildo, I would use that as well to work on my clit at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's good enough for that because you're already turned on right. and stuff. But it's not like a Hitachi where you're just going to put it on there and it's going to be like... Fuck.
1: Yeah. I do, <laughs> I do though, want to find that rose that everybody talks about. I've got a knock off one, but it did not. It did not please me as what I thought it would. So I don't think it's the right thing. But the one that all the girls are like, get the rose. All right, well, I'll get the freaking $50 rose eventually. And then I'm going to test that bad boy out and be like, okay, yes, you all were right. Or girl, what were you doing to get you there?
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it depends because I think like the rose especially. Mm-hmm. Is one of those like it's a sucker and oh. a flicker, so I it has like the little tongue inside. I do, have but I think it's like also that. a sucker, yeah. so I think it works really well for the girls that like the suction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, which yeah. you're not real big on the suction, you're more on the flick.
1: Yes, <laughs> I like the flick. <laughs> you're a
0: bean flicker.
1: Yes, I totally am. All right, well that didn't work either. So we're ow that was my butthole. Oh, my. My little underwear went right up in my bow. All
0: right. So she's inserting the toy into d- her now. Yes. And it's in to the G spot.
1: Yep. Now we're just waiting to see what happens. Maybe so, it'll work. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And so on her, she has a pretty shallow vagina, I would say. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> So on the toy, it goes right to like where the bulb head of it, like the thicker bulb head, yeah. gets skinny.
1: Yeah, that's a, So you don't have to stick the whole thing in. Yeah, I mean you could if you wanted to, because the whole thing's made out of silicone. So it's
0: probably like what, like an inch and a half in there right now. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So is it is it doing anything for you? No. Do you have to like? press it up into your g-spot I, I
1: have it pressed up in there and oh. it's still not really
0: is it on the highest setting
1: yeah oh wait i lied that's the highest setting okay we'll see if it helps a little bit
0: all right i'm gonna
1: go move around a little bit maybe that'll help
0: well, i'm gonna get the, the uh oh. the toy microphone okay And see if we can hear it on the toy microphone Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of just wiggling it around.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of like <laughs> rotating it because it's making it feel better than just kind of just letting it sit in there.
0: Okay, so it's definitely not a It's not just s- stick it in and go. Yeah, but
1: it's not. You definitely, you're going to have to work a little bit with it. And then that seems to, I mean, it's, it's feeling better. Oh.
0: Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Is it going to happen?
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Her face is showing it. I think it's going to happen here soon. There we go.
1: Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh,
0: oh. Big question is is it going to make her squirt?
1: Oh, but it made me gush.
0: still twirling it around in there
1: I want to see if it'll make me squirt it made me gush
0: okay I'm
1: just gushing <sighs>
0: <laughs> well the cool thing is uh, the toy mic definitely picked up on the gushing. <laughs> So
1: yeah, it was like a little watery factory down there.
0: <laughs> yeah, which you probably get the camera here.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, my butt is like wet. <laughs> I don't know if you can see because I'm on like a towel. Because I knew this could happen. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a wet, nice and wet. <laughs> nice and wet.
0: <laughs> All right. So would you recommend? That's the question.
1: If you don't mind using a little bit of wrist action with it, then, yeah, I would say it would be worth it because you can use it for multiple different things. So if you wanted to use it on your clit, you could, um, especially if you were going to pair it with using a dildo or fucking an actual dick. Um, And also, it apparently, if you work your G-spot just the right way, it will make you gush.
0: Well, and pro tip yeah for the women that like dvp yeah it's small enough that you could use it either with your man yeah or with a dildo yeah and still hit the g-spot you know Mm -hmm. with that super full feeling
1: yep it definitely would work for that
0: and how much was that again i
1: believe it was 43 dollars on amazon on amazon I'm going to double check just so I don't give you the wrong information.
0: And uh, we can put that link in the show notes.
1: Yes. It was $43.99. dollars
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And what was it called one more time?
1: It is called, this is the weird name, Svokum Coco G-Spot Vibrator. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: we'll definitely put the name and the oh, link yeah. in there. You're going
1: to need to because I could barely understand how to say that. and I'm probably <laughs> saying it wrong still.
0: <laughs> probably. but All right. So it's. It's worth the forty three dollars, you think? Oh, yeah. Because I mean, you've had it for what? You've probably had it for like a year.
1: Um, May 30th was when I bought it. So. May 30th. Yep. Okay. That was when I first bought it. And I've used it probably a good 15 times.
0: Okay, so not super heavy use. But no,
1: but it's not super heavy use because, you know, if I don't want to use all that wrist action, I have my other one that I have in the drawer that's, like, perfect, just put it on my clit, hold yeah. it there, squeeze a couple Kegels out, and I'm done.
0: <laughs> okay, so it sounds like it's a buy for Tank. Yeah. Um, Now, hopefully the next time we do this, I'll have, like, a stupid little jingle to go along with it. That
1: would be cute. Yeah. We should do something like a little tinkle, like, like fairy dust sound or something like that, or like glitter or something falling into a jar, some kind of like sound, you know what I'm trying to talk about that would be representing Tink and her toy box.
0: Yeah. Well, we have to try to not get sued by Disney. So fuck.
1: All right. (laughs) Well, we'll find something close.
0: (laughs) Um, and I'm going to hopefully be coming up with some other, uh, types of segments that we can do. Sounds good. And hopefully that'll be something fun for you guys to listen to. Um, if you have any suggestions, you know, shoot us a message on Facebook at uh, the kitchen sink, E and Kink King podcast, mm-hmm. or email it to the kitchen sink, E and and, uh, E and M and kink <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, there you go. So <clears throat> that was a pretty good show. Yeah. And, we're starting to do some video stuff because we are going to start in only fans just for the show mm-hmm. of some behind the scenes stuff like this, you know, of her using the toys. And, um, if we have guests that are okay with being online too, mm-hmm. um, that way we can help pay for the show. Yeah. Because podcasting is not, not cheap.
1: It's not free. Yeah. <laughs> nope.
0: Um, So if you guys would like to help out with that, eventually we'll be making posts on our social media on how to get to that OnlyFans link. And uh, Tink also has her own OnlyFans. I have my private OnlyFans. Um, So if you would like to support her, it's OnlyFans.com slash Pixie in Dixie Dixie. 69. Pixie in Dixie 69. Uh, She has tons of content up there already. She's been doing it for what? Almost Uh, two and a half years. Yeah, we're
1: at two and a half years. So I think I've got like, I don't know, a thousand something. (laughs) Yeah. I've lost count of how much um, I have on there. I post quite a lot. Um,
0: So if you'd like to see uh, Tink and, well, and me, because.
1: Oh yeah, you're in some of them.
0: There's some videos of me in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go check her out. And. If you'd like to support the show, I will let you guys know when we have the show's OnlyFans going. Yes. So until next week, I hope you guys have a great and kinky week, and hopefully um, you can have some non-monogamous fun in there somewhere too, whether it be online or in person, because that's what makes this shit fun.
1: Yes, it does. You got to have fun. You only live once. Hey. And you might as well be fucking and enjoying every single one.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So go get your freak on, people. Heck yeah. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And that's our show. Thank you very much. Tune in next week.